Yeah, and it it got it almost got progressively worse too. You know, yeah. the, the Philly season was was not a night. It was bad, but it wasn't like a nightmare. You know, it was 500. There were injuries. It was whatever. But then the Eagles season came and just and the Philly season felt like a nightmare because there were such high expectations over the last five years and just for it to fall so flat. You know, the second half rebound and and them kind of making a run. It, it really it, it it was hollow. It didn't feel. Like, it wasn't anything to get behind. The number five worst moment in Philadelphia sports right. in 2012. So, just, so a quick disclaimer: I didn't, I didn't want to pull out any. I tried to pull out moments. I didn't want like ongoing misery. So like okay. Utley Saga, Vic ineptitude, Namdi getting owned every other week. You know that none of that's in there in NHL lockout. This is all straight up moments. Okay. So my number five was uh, September 13th, Phillies. Astros, you know, Phillies are making a run. They'd won seven in a row, and they were starting to get this town to believe that they were actually going to pull this thing out. They were three and a half behind uh, behind the Cardinals, and four games against the lowly Astros, and then all of a sudden, they have that 4-0 lead of Jed Lowry, Matt Dominguez, and Justin Maxwell, and all hope. That whole four-game set was just the end of the end of any hope whatsoever for the Phillies season. Yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about that earlier. There's always an Astro series in in yeah. Philly season, and, and this one was just more crushing than the other ones were. Yeah, yeah. That's so that that was my number five. Uh, number four. I, I, number four, I went with Brzgalov's that that game five moment because you know I, I don't know if the Phillies were gonna, uh, Phillies, the Flyers were going to come back, but the 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 weight of the season on Brzgalov and you wanted to root for him because he he didn't really get a fair shake in my opinion and I don't know if he ever will because being a Flyers goalie if you start off poor you're just never going to get a, a fair shake. Being but Russian. Yeah. Well, I mean, seriously, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with, with the Flyers, I mean, that's a thing, you know. So, yeah. and, I, and then he had, and that goal, that that terrible, terrible goal where he mishandles the puck at, at the start of Game Five, they go on to lose that game. That that's my number four. That was just that was heartbreaking, and that was that was pure Philly. We are counting down the worst five moments in Philadelphia sports. This is the most WIP segment a WIP segment has ever been. Uh, the worst five moments in Philadelphia sports in 2012. Number five was the um, basically the Astros series in September that knocked the Phillies yeah. out for good. Number four, Brizgalov in Game Five, just just falling apart. Uh, number three. Number three for me, I go back to the Phillies and I go to September second. When the Braves scored five runs in the bottom of the ninth to beat the Phillies, 8-7. And the Phillies were kind of, I don't know if they were in it or they were out of it, but what made it worse was Chipper hit that that two-out, three-run walk-off off Papelbon. Uh, and I don't know, anything that Chipper does just, just drives this town, and myself included, insane. It was his second walk-off against the Phillies that year. He'd done it on, in, back in May. And just, just seeing Chipper in all his glory, that 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 got under my skin. Had to get under every Philadelphian skin. Can I tell you? There's something about Chipper Jones that like, I, and I know I don't I don't like him. I'm not. I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. But there's something about him that doesn't bother me as much as it should. That I was sort of sad to see him go. I I think I hated uh, him less than I was supposed to. Oh uh, yeah, you did. I, I mean, there's there is no player. I mean, people like hate Scott Rowland and people hate Jason Worth. I never got that, but. 
Chipper, the essence of Chipper, I, I can't stand. Chipper's the Chipper's the worst. <laughs> I see Chipper succeed, and to, he always beat us. Ah, oh, Chipper, Chipper's the worst. You sound disgusted with me for having I'm that opinion. With 20, I am disgusted with you. I'm disgusted with 2012. Let's get the let's get this over with already. Yeah. All right. Number <laughs> number two. Number two, I got Bowling Day. Right, oh. right in your alley. Yeah. The day we found out. I, it may, it might have been night or the day we found out that, uh, Andrew Bynum wasn't going to play because he hurt his other knee bowling. Yeah, I, you know, I was on the radio for it. I mean, I, I'll, I will, I will never forget that because of the circumstance because I was on, it was a, I was on the radio on a Thursday night and he had, um, that was when he had his, his little mini press conference saying that he hurt his other knee. Um, and that started coming out while I was on the air that he hurt his other knee. What had happened later on that evening is I received a text message from a friend that said, hearing Bynum hurt his knee bowling. And I, I texted him back and I was like, what? And he was like, he told this guy that he hurt his knee bowling, uh, that that's when he hurt the other knee. And I was like, well, how much do you trust this other guy? And he's like, I really trust him. I'm telling you, he said it. He said, I'm not sure if he hurt his knee bowling or not, but he definitely said that he hurt his knee bowling. And I let it go. I can't, I can't find anybody to confirm the story. And as I'm going to bed on Saturday night, I see Brian Windhorst from ESPN tweet out that Andrew Bynum has hurt his other knee bowling. And I'm like, oh my God, it's real. You could have been famous, Spike. Instead, instead it's midnight and you're talking to me. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. It was, I was just sort of hoping that it wouldn't be true. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, yeah, absolutely. I didn't want it to be true. Um, and I don't even, I, it's not even that, that I'm, I'm mad that I didn't break the story. I'm mad that it happened. You know, like, this is the guy who's supposed to save the Sixers, supposed to bring back the glory. I mean, think about that press conference back, what was it, August or whatever, whenever it was, where like, Hundreds, thousands of, of Sixers fans showed up to a press conference. You can't get thousands to a game now. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it looks bad in there some nights. Uh, I was at the Hawks game, it wasn't so bad, but in the Timberwolves game before that, the Pistons game, really, really bad as far as, you know, how it looks and sort of how it feels in there. And, you know, one, one quick thing on the, cause you get me started on Bynum stuff. <laughs> one quick thing on the Bynum stuff. Anybody who said, you know, I didn't think it was a big deal that he was bowling, like blah, 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 blah. Yes, it is a big deal. If you can't run, if that's how injured you are, that you can't run or you can't play basketball, like bowling is not playing video games. Like bowling, if you've ever been bowling, you put pressure on you, all your joints. It's It was dumb. I don't think if you're that tall, you have to get the ball to the ground. Like, you have to get the ball physically from where you're holding it down to the ground. If you're seven foot, that's not easy. He said, no one told me not to bowl. Oh, really, <laughs> idiot? Did anyone tell you not to river dance? Like, like what did they need to tell you not to do? I'm sorry, I called him, I called him a name now. I'm sorry, I didn't mean uh, to do that. All right, uh, we are going over the worst five moments in Philadelphia sports in 2012 uh, with Lee Russikoff. Num- are we at number one? We're, We're at number, number one. one. And there were so I haven't gotten to an Eagles one, and I feel guilty about it because the entire season you could count as you could do a, a list of top 100 in the worst Eagles. My number one, um, and there were so many to choose from, but I went with the Saints game. 
the 99-yard interception to start the game, the the Riley Cooper oh, trick yeah. play that they had to call back, the four red zones, two field goals out of it. Like, you, you knew that was – they were kind of already floundering. They had already lost a bunch in a row, and they had lost coming out of the bye, which never happened. But you still kind of hoped, and you started that game so high they had that drive and thought maybe they're going to put this together and make a run. And then that 99-yard interception came, and it was just, ah, this is what this season's going to be. There were so many moments during this year. So many. And, you know, I made a mention earlier of the, you know, the Vic Dynasty comment was sort of like the, the, the flag. Yeah. You know right. what the Vic Dynasty comment was? It was the point in the horror movie where you see the old guy at the gas station when you're driving into the town. And you know that you shouldn't drive into the town, but you drive into the town anyway. <laughs> like, that's what the Vic Dynasty comment was. It was like, oh, no, there's no way this is going to go well after this. There's no right. way. To, believe it. There's no way. There's no way. Hey, 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 hey. And there you are. You're in the middle of the season. But uh, from that, like, I could just do one on the comments, the, you know, the, the Jason Babin, uh, mean hecklers. The, yeah, the, I mean, it, there's so much this Eagles season that was. That, I mean, it was really hard to pick one. It was yeah. really hard to pick one. I, I could. Yeah, it was hard. To, you know, if you have a top five, it could have been all Eagles. It's been. It's really been unbelievably bad. You never thought it would get this bad under Andy Reid. Is it? Um, and Philly sports in general. Before we wrap this up, is it not as? Is it? Worse than it is it as bad as it seems, or is it maybe not quite as bad as it seems? Well, I mean, look, it's been worse here in that you know there were times when you had hopeless franchises all across the board, right? I mean, there were times when you had a Phillies team that wasn't spending, an inept Eagles franchise, a Sixers team that really had no hope was drafting Sean Bradley, and a, a fly the Flyers, you know, were kind of struggling in those mid eighties. Like, like there were there were times where it was more hopeless. But, I mean, we kind of went through a little golden era, and it's sad that we only got one championship out of it. And I think we might look back on this era and rue that, that, that there was only one. Because we, there, there was a moment like three or four years ago when it looked like all, every team was on the rise. And I, I don't know. I look into 2013, and I don't see any of these four teams on the rise. All right. Well, some uplifting talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can follow Lee on Twitter at Lee Russikoff, and uh, he can uh, depress you. Um, yes, as, I will. Yes, I he, promise. As he did that. Now, Lee's Lee's at least funny about being negative. So <laughs> he's just beaten down like we all are. So, um, all right, Lee. I appreciate it, brother. All right, guys. All right. Take care. See you. Dude. Um, that is Lee Russikoff. Jay and Trenton. You're on ninety four WIP. Hey, Jay. Actually, it's Jerry. What's going on? Hey, uh, Jerry. Uh, so it's, it's our first time talking, and uh, I, uh, my dad uh, is a longtime writer at the Philadelphia Inquirer. He's been there about 30 years, and I had the honor of meeting uh, meeting your father. And my dad said that he was, uh, that Howard Eskin was, was one of the hardest working people and most honorable guys that he's ever met. Uh, so it's good to see you um, to, to see you on uh, on the radio. And, I, and I appreciate that. Thank you, man. You're definitely following soon. I really enjoy listening to you. But enough of the pleasantries, okay? Let's get to the let's get to let's get to the, the bottom line. Is here is now that we're looking at. Okay, we got the Sixers who are an okay team. They're not they're not going to do that much in the playoffs. We got the NHL that can't get it together. And we've got uh, the Phillies, which aren't playing and coming up soon, but I think we'll be fine. And that leaves us with the Eagles. Now, this this Eagles team, this this year was the most worst, embarrassing year I think I've seen since I've been following them. Um, and, you know, it's just special teams is no good. Defense stinks. And I think 
I think a lot of it has to do with two things, Spike, and, and two things that this organization didn't quite get over, and that was the loss of the Super Bowl, right, number one. Yeah. And number two was the loss of Jim Johnson. Yeah. Right. And um, they just haven't been the same since. No, I mean, that, that they needed to, you know, and, and to follow up the Super Bowl with losing Terrell Owens, you know, was the way that the way that that next season went. That uh, and, and the way it went down the toilet, it was just like it never, that was the apex, you know. And, and yeah. to, to build, for, everything had to go right for them to get to that point, you know. Uh, I mean, for any team to get to that point, everything has to go right. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that they got lucky. I'm just saying to get to the Super Bowl, you know, the, the McNabb, pick has to go right they're taking the chance on owens has to go right just the you know you have to win those games there's a lot about sports that that you know depend on chance you know uh, and they just have and for them to not get it done there it just you know it's it's not easy to get back there after you get there yeah exactly and you can talk about all the issues with you know mcnab and him getting sick or whatever but the bottom line if i had james thrash and todd tankston to throw to, I would throw up. Yeah. <laughs> just be perfectly honest. I mean, you know, and, 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 you know, and your dad has pointed that out, you know. and uh, But I just think it's uh, uh, it's time to, uh, for the Eagles to be good again. I just don't – I'm not too pro on, on, on this quarterback. Uh, What's the guy's – I don't even remember his name. Oh, false. Yeah. False. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's, 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 he's not showing me much, but – I mean, in order for him to show us anything, we got to shore up that offensive line. But to be honest with you, I mean, he's just another call. Perfectly honest, I don't, I don't see any him blowing this, blowing anything away. Well, you know, the problem is, is a quarterback league, and there aren't that many good quarterbacks. So, um, you know, you got you got to get one of those. But getting one of them is a, a lot a lot taller. You know, it's like everyone said, well, the Sixers just need the superstars. Like, okay, go get one of the five best players in the league. Like, it's you know, it's right. the and same the thing superstar with... we get, knees are gone. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, you know, so. yeah. But... So what do you think? Is Vic going to be here next year? What do you think? No, no chance. Zero chance. No chance. Say, there's no way they're paying him $17 million to... Who else is going to pay him that? Yeah, well, it doesn't, it does, they can just cut him. So it doesn't... You know, somebody's right. got to pay him. So <laughs> I don't know that it's totally impossible that they bring him back at a... I, no. You know, he ain't coming back. He's a... It's a Reed thing. The Reed-Vic thing is over. So... Um, all right, Jerry. I got to go, brother. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, man. Um, all right. Coming up next... The top five Flyers moments of 2012. That's next at 1240. We'll have the top five Sixers. Uh, and at one, the top five national sports moments. Xfinity voice line is 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. Uh, and your reaction to the top five list on Twitter, at Spike Eskin. I am that guy. Spike Eskin. 94 WIV Sports Time is 1215. Sports Radio 94, WIP. 21 years, over 300,000 attendees, 50,000 wings devoured, 2,000 beautiful wingettes. I want to get like all glittered up, like your whole body glittered up. 500 hungry competitors, 11 different champions. The numbers you hear today may never be reached again in the history of wing ball. And for the first time ever... I'm afraid, terribly afraid. Wing Bowl is 21. Wing Bowl 21 is sold out. But keep listening to win your tickets. Wing Bowl 21. Presented by Steven Singer Jewelers and Sugar House Casino. Philly loves a winner. Overall winner will receive $20,000 from Steven Singer Jewelers. Top local leader will drive off in a brand new 2013 Nissan Pathfinder 
Don't forget, Steve says, sell them. Wing Bowl 21. It's sold out, but keep listening to win your tickets. For pictures, videos, and info, go to cbsphilly.com slash Wing Bowl, where Wing Bowl happens. Sports Radio 94, WIP. Disregard previous prices. New pricing policy. I repeat, Disregard previous prices, new pricing policy. Now at the all-new Barberas on the Boulevard, it's the single biggest money-saving sales event the auto industry has ever seen. Discounts that were $5,000 are now $10,000. On select models, lease prices that were $289 a month are now $199 a month. New cars, trucks, minivans, SUVs, 1,000 vehicles, one location, zero down, zero percent, plus instant credit. Just come and get it. Philadelphia's Credit Connection. It's Barberas. Barra's Big Finish 2012. And the big deal? Disregard previous prices. New pricing policy. Discounts that were $5,000 are now $10,000. Lease prices that were $289 are now $199. Check BarbarasOnTheBoulevard.com immediately. Because all we do is sell Dodges, Chryslers, and Jeeps cheap. And now, even cheaper. Is Barbarous on the Boulevard the best? <laughs> Boy, I guess. Introducing Bacardi Yokart. From the heart of charred oak barrels to your glass, the smoothest spice rum has arrived. Don't believe me? Take the Yokart Challenge at an establishment near you and taste the smoothness for yourself. Bacardi Yokart. What spiced rum should taste like. Available at your local PA wine and spirit store. Enjoy together responsibly. Bacardi is a registered trademark. Bacardi USA Inc. Coral Gables, Florida. Rum with natural flavors and spices. 35% alcohol by volume. Public notice. Arm on me! Now, for three days only, before we take inventory, everything must go immediately. 72,000 dozen famous maker and designer fashion items for the family are being sacrificed below cost. The best outerwear, footwear, the hottest dresses, mountains of denim, sweaters, hoodies, robes, slippers, gift sets, even all the electronics and toys, including the iPhone and iPad accessories, below cost. So now, come stretch those bills. Arm on me! So, the time has come and you're looking for that special ring. The problem is, you don't have a clue where to go. Golden Nugget Jewelers is your answer. A family business located on Jewelers Row for over 30 years. Golden Nugget Jewelers has the best prices and largest selection of GIA and EGL certified diamonds around. Hurry in this month for 12-month interest-free financing. Celebrate your love, celebrate your life at Golden Nugget Jewelers, where Philly gets engaged. Are you the victim of a sports injury? Do you have pain in your knee or hip? We are Princeton Orthopedic Associates, sports medicine specialists, and we can help. As Central Jersey's largest orthopedic group, we specialize in all aspects of orthopedic care, including physical therapy, physical medicine and rehabilitation, and MRI. We have four locations to serve you, including one conveniently located in Ewing Township, minutes from Philly. To schedule a consultation, call 609-924-8131. Princeton Orthopedic Associates, we are the orthopedic practice your friends and neighbors would recommend. Where can you get the finest products from Carhartt, Dickies, Carolina and Timberland Pro Boots and Under Armour? What about all military gear and clothing, paintball equipment, or how about products from Kershaw, Benchmade, and Kabar Knives? And how about the area's largest airsoft pro shop, all under one roof? Well, of course, it's Montgomeryville Army Navy, located in North Wales. This season, Montgomeryville Army Navy is your one-stop shop for all your needs. That's Montgomeryville Army Navy. 
happy holidays from Quakertown, Mitsubishi. Here's a gift for everyone. Want a new car for $99 a month? Cutmydeal.com. Need fast loan approval? Cutmydeal.com. At the all-new Quakertown, Mitsubishi, we cut new 2013 Lancers to $99 a month. Go to Cutmydeal.com. New 2013 Lancers, $99 a month. Quakertown, Mitsubishi. Cutmydeal.com. 2013 Lancer ES. Stock number Q13022. MSRP 18980. 5190 down with 99 a month for 48 months. Sue Schilling with this 2020 sports update. The Eagles play their final game of the season at the Giants on Sunday. Kickoff is 1 o'clock, and you can hear it on 94 WIP. Birds enter with a record of 4-11, and 11. and despite that disappointing record, Eagles offensive coordinator Marty Morningwig says that the game against the Giants still has meaning. Great opportunity for many of our uh, players uh, that are young and and have an opportunity here to play uh and it's a, a certainly a, a rivalry type of game uh down there in the new meadowlands giants come in with slim playoff hopes as they need to beat the eagles and have the vikings bears and cowboys all lose the sixers continue their road trip friday night when they visit the golden state warriors the nets fired head coach avery johnson pj carlissimo the interim head coach college football san jose state beat bowling green 29 20 in the military bowl cincinnati top duke 48 34 in the belk bowl cbs 3 eyewitness weather mostly clear and cold overnight low 28 Mostly sunny on Friday, high 40. That's 2020 sports scores and the latest sports information at 20 minutes before and after every hour. When Jimmy Rollins said we were the team to beat. Rollins has won it. They scream out of the WIP was talking about it. The original Sports Radio 94. WIP. Counting down the best and the worst from 2012 and top five lists all night long until two when John Johnson takes over. I'm Spike Eskin. Mostly best. I'm looking for most of these lists are, are positive lists. I think, um, you know, I enlisted Lee Russikoff to do the worst Philly moments um, from 2012, and he did a good job because that's how Lee is, but um, the rest of the night is going to be pretty positive. So uh, what do I have here? Coming up at 1240, uh, the top five Sixers moments of 2012. One o'clock will be the top five national sports moments um, at... Uh, uh, 120 will be the top five Eagles moments, which is challenging. And 140, the top five things to listen to, look forward to, rather, in 2013. The Xfinity voice line is 888-729-9494, uh, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. Uh, taking your criticisms, your comments and criticisms criticisms on all, uh, on all the top five lists. It's Flyers time. Uh, it's sort of depressing that we're doing the top five um, Flyers moments of 2012, and we don't have any new ones since last season ended. Um, but that will not stop us. Steve McDonald is here to do the top five. You here, brother? I'm here, Spike. How's uh, it going? Now, i got to ask you, um, there was some positivity uh, a couple of weeks ago with the NHL lockout negotiations. I was positive the whole time, and I'm still pretty positive that they're going to get it done. Um, you, as a diehard, how are you feeling about all of it? It's, uh, I'm touch and go, man. The holidays are a nice little distraction, but, um, there's, there's been some, with all the legal things that have been thrown around and, you know, 
the league, or I'm sorry, the players voting to decertify, to allow that, to approve that, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it kind of makes you think that you're, we're going to be in for a long haul. It could go into next season. But um, Tim Panaccio actually writes for uh, there's a hockey website that he uh, is on sometimes, and uh, he thinks that that all that stuff kind of could could create the the momentum to move and, and get this squared away quicker. So I'm hoping he's he's on to something. I'm hoping he's correct. Because I, uh, I really miss hockey. This assignment of coming up with five moments would normally be easy for me, but it was really just depressing because I just miss it. Yeah, the, the decertification thing happened in the NBA too. It just it it. I just I keep just telling myself there's no way they'll miss another year. There's no way. I mean, it would just be so dumb. I I guess that's just there are enough smart people in there, even though they're uh, a bit, you know hard headed and and greedy and frustrating. But they're not. There's enough smart people that aren't dumb in there that would just. It's just it's not a positive thing for this season to go away. So, um, but with that, your top five Flyers moments of 2012. Number five, Steve. Yeah, so I just want to preface this by saying that uh, because I'm so unhappy, this kind of turned into, like, the five things that made me happy that I remembered. Okay. Uh, so people will probably disagree with, like, there are probably some things that I may have missed, but uh, as I look back at, at the last, uh, you know, a little bit with hockey, it's very depressing. So this, these things made me happy. So Well, I'm, I'm looking at your list, and from my perspective, like, I remember all of these specifically, like, as, as moments to me. So I think, um, you know, anybody can argue this or be four, this should be three, well, this should have been on your list. I right. think it's a good list. I don't think you any... The, the, you say there are things that made you happy, but it's not like, went to Flyers game, you know... Had um, a snow cone, right? Yeah, had a snow cone, wife winked at me, looked real cute. Like, yeah. it's not one of those. So. <laughs> Alright, number five. So, the the Winter Classic alumni game, uh, was brought up a little bit earlier, uh, I think, on Warren's list, but um, and even though it took place technically in 2011, it's my list, so I'm going to allow it. Um, the, the the whole you, you kind of touched on it too earlier. The closure with Eric Lindros, I think, was a big thing for for both he and the city, and you know the fact that you know Bob Clark, who was you know in charge of the team back when he played here, and that that, that alleged rift that existed between those two guys, you know, they're in the same locker room, they're on the same team for the first time, you know, in this alumni event, and I thought that was I thought that was big, and then and then the last piece was just. Bernie Perrant I mean, has been just yeah. a character in this town ever since you know he won the Stanley Cups back in the back in the mid seventies, and the fact that he you know he got a chance to do you know one more time in the limelight and uh, and just kind of go out on a, on a great note at a great event, I thought that was really cool. I was uh, I was talking about the Lin- I was shocked when Lindros came back, and I was I was uh, mentioning I think I wrote a thing at the time uh, just about how uh, Lindros was like the last great. Uh, you know, rock star, superstar type guy for the Flyers, and you know, Flyers fan like the the fa- Flyers fans are super into it. It was like, well, no, this guy's better, Giroux's better, and I was like, it's not really about better. It's just about there was something about Lindros that was larger than life. That yep. was just like it, uh, and it includes fair or unfair the anticipation of him, of him being the next one, and and all of that stuff that happened. He had the same air about him that that. You know, a superstar in another sport would have that puts him on a different, on a different level. Whether he he lived up to it or not, it put him on a different level. And um, and to see him come back was just it was a moment. You know, it was just a, knowing what went on with him, it was definitely a moment. And good call on the Perron thing as well. Yeah, t- totally agree. And and just last piece on on Lindros, I think that. Everything you said, I, I agree with, and I think that was the problem. I think that's why it didn't work. Because I think personality-wise, 
um, he he just wanted to come in here, lace up his skates, and play. And and I think that was a little bit too much for him, and that's why it was, it, there was a little bit of friction uh, during his tenure here. Number four, the actual Winter Classic. So obviously the Flyers didn't win. That was and that was sad. But everything leading up to it. Um, first of all, it was a great event for the city. The city was represented pretty well, I think, and Citizens Bank Park looked great. Um, but but the whole like the twenty four seven series on HBO leading up to that was just fantastic. I I like coaches. I, I I've done some coaching in my life of different sports, and I really fell in love with Peter Laviolette during that, and got a really good coach man crush going uh, because of how much he cared, and it was so obvious how how he ran that team that. He really just cares so deeply, and uh, even though they didn't win the game, it, I think it was just a great event, and, and it just kind of let us all kind of feel like part of the team, you know, through the 24/7 series. I like coaches. I love Peter Laviolette, Stephen McDonald on uh, December 28th. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna isolate that audio for you, buddy. Cool. Now, number three in your top five Flyers moments of 2012. Game three of the Pittsburgh series, and in particular, uh, as we're talking about our, our coach man crushes. On Peter Laviolette, you know it was a crazy series. All these goals, not a lot of defense. The, the tradition of the hockey playoffs was being challenged by this series. Two teams from the same state that hate each other, and it was just a lot of. It was great theater. But when when Laviolette stands up on the boards and he's like, yeah, he's basically being restrained from going into the other team's bench to like beat up their coach because he didn't like the fact that he sent some goons out during a blowout. Uh, I thought that was just great and just. You know, with all the with all the Andy Reid conversations that have been going on, um, I think you know the diehard Flyers fans really love that about Lavi. You know, he gives the fan base what we want. You know, nobody can argue that Reid's not a good coach, but he doesn't give us what we want or what we need out of, out of a coach in terms of his interaction with us. And and that moment just kind of is always going to stand out for me. This guy gets it, and he gets us. And I know that had nothing to do with why he did it, but it was just it was great for me. Uh, number two. On uh, March 10th, the Flyers played uh, Toronto, up in Toronto, the Maple Leafs, and it was a one nothing shutout, but two great things happened in that game. Um, first of all, Brzezgalov, who'd been, you know, he was hot, and then he was terrible, and, you know, all the quotes and the stuff from 24-7 where he was, you know, kind of, you know, being painted as a nut job, he, he had a shutout, right? So he has, you know, 29 saves in the game, um, and then the additional, the elusive shutout win, or shootout win, rather, um, another three saves in the shootout. That was that was great because you know it's March. We're thinking this. We're going to need this guy to go 